Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, the podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad. I have with me again, Father Alec. And Father Alec, I have got a great story for us to start uh, this podcast with. I'm really excited to tell this story. So Hit me. Let's um, hear it. So one of my uh, uh, friends, they have a daughter who is named, <laughs> quote unquote, friends. <laughs> People who allow me to hang out with them. Um, but they, ha- they have a daughter named Monica. And they really like to celebrate saints days like really really well and so they but they're, they're very creative on how they celebrate it and, and what it like especially for the name day of one of their their kids and um so um actually i mean uh, yeah anyway so uh, so so for monica's saint day last year um her mom made her this dome of chocolate and put this dome of chocolate over like some of her favorite things to eat and, and different things like that. And then she had this like hot molten chocolate that she poured on top of the dome of chocolate. And it represented, she's like, this is, these are the tears of St. Monica that melted the heart of St. Augustine. <laughs> As she wow. pours the molten chocolate, it melts the dome of chocolate and it reveals like the glory underneath. And the funny wow. thing was she sent me a video of it at last year and it took a little long to, for, she's like, well, remember St. Monica had to cry a lot uh, for, <laughs> for, um, for St. Augustine's heart to be converted. And, uh, and so conversion, it takes time, it's patience. Um, but I thought it was just the greatest way to celebrate liturgically this, uh, this feast for this family, yeah. that, that they, they live their life in accordance with the liturgical calendar and yeah. on those days. So what- Yeah, what, kudos what, to mom. Yeah, exactly. No, it was really awesome. Um, but what are, what, are, what are some reasoning behind that way of living? What do you think that, where does that come from for us as Catholics? Well, you know, we want, this is something that I think is really important for us is we want to live our lives as witnesses to the, to the realities that we believe in, right? And the reality of Christ's life and the reality of the church is complicated. Most of the time it is joyful, right? Most of the time there's joy in the church. Um, there's always joy in the church, right? Even in sad times. But of course, we have seasons of repentance because we recognize that we're sinners. We have seasons of, of uh, you know, we have we have days of, of mourning because we recognize that that uh, the, the the price that Christ paid for our, for our sins and all these other things. You know, all, all these various kind of uh, seasons that we go through as we celebrate Christ's life, and we recognize that He lived that life so that He could be near to us, be close to us, be like us, and everything that we undertake. But I think that what happens so often is when we have a feast day in the church or a solemnity in the church or even a Sunday in the church, you know, what we think is like, okay, today we have to go to church. And especially if you're like a little kid, it's just like, it's like a bummer. It's like, I mean, I, you know, going to church should never be a bummer, but it's not always easy. And if you have, if you're, if your parents and and you have little kids, it might be a, a tough thing to get them out of the house on that, you know, holy day of obligation. Um, or to get them to mass on St. Lucy's Day if the name is Lucy or something like that. All of that is praiseworthy and wonderful and good, and that is the best way for us to celebrate. But it takes a habit of getting used to it and understanding what it is that we're mm-hmm. entering into. But we as Catholics should, the rest of that day, right, we should live it slightly differently than the rest of our days. We don't necessarily, we don't want to be like super severe and only celebrate anything with like strict liturgical accuracy. And then there's no follow on celebration. You know, it's like, no, if it's your name day and you go to mass to celebrate St. Lucy, then 
have some kind of dessert or going out or special dinner or whatever, buy a, buy a treat or a toy or a present because it's, it's that day. And as an adult, right, as soon as you transcend kind of that childish realm of your, of your existence, celebrate it in a holy way and in a good way, obviously not in a sinful way, but things that are treats and that are special, we reserve them from those days for those days. And I think that it takes a lot of pressure off of like, what should or shouldn't I do or how should or shouldn't I behave in certain in certain areas? It's like, if it's Easter Sunday, eat, you know, have a donut and eat the ice cream. It's not a big deal. If it's just a normal Wednesday during the week, you say, well, this is not a particular reason to celebrate. I'll save this stuff for a day that's really, really appropriate. And then we have this, you know, these built-in days where we get to, to celebrate and we celebrate for good reason because we're celebrating, celebrating either the great mysteries of the faith or the great uh, saints to, who brought the faith to us. Mm-hmm. And I think this all goes back to just our own embodied nature as human beings that like, in order for us to really understand something, to enter into something, we have to live it in an embodied way. And um, uh, 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 the, the, the theologian Eve Congar makes this point. He's like, you don't just learn how to be a member of a family. You don't just become a member of the family by being taught like the genealogy of the family and like the facts about the family. Yeah. You do it by living in the milieu of the family and going through all the, the, the daily uh, things and chores and the, the joys and the struggles. And that's how it has to be with us for the faith. It's not just about a matter of learning all the truths about the faith. We have to live the faith and we do so in a way that suits us as embodied beings. And so we should participate in the life of the church in such a way that that we engage in it on this physical bodily kind of way. And so like I have, uh, I mean, there's lots of, this is kind of the hipster Catholic thing to do, but I have <laughs> friends who, um, who like, you know, when, when, when the church covers up the images uh, in, during Lent, well, they'll cover up all the images in their house too. Yeah. And I have a friend who like on Holy Thursday, his kids wash each other's feet uh, and, and then they go to the Holy Thursday mass and, and you know, watch that, but they, they do that there. And there's sure. like different kinds of ways that we can physically and tangibly enter into the liturgical life of the church. And when we do that, we, we, we're entering into a family a, a new family um, founded in grace and we're learning how to live that life of the family. Uh, and it sinks in more because we're feasting on this day. I and mean, why is this day special? Why is this important for us? You know, as opposed to just being told like, oh, this is an important day. No, yeah. we've, we've been fasting for 40 days and now we're ready to feast uh, at Easter. Or we've been, you know, my saint is is important to me because, and I, I celebrate that fact on on her feast day. And, and those things sink in more and help us to be more a part of this family, which we're called to be a part of. Yeah. And I, I mean, so I talked about the feasting aspect of it, right? And and I think that that's actually very important because first of all, there are more feast days than than fast days in the calendar mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year. Um, Easter season is longer than Lent. We never seem to put ourselves in that mindset. Lent yeah. dominates Easter as this like, you know, this like side note. Um, but so, but the fasting side of it is true too, right? It, here, this to me like unlocks the, the what do I give up for Lent question. It's like, mm-hmm fast, right? Don't do things that are going to, that, that, you know, should be reserved for celebratory times. Don't have birthday cake, you know, every day of Lent, whatever, you know, I, I'm not trying to like be down on anybody, but it's like things that are clear marks of celebration. And as adults, that's probably things like, you know, if you enjoy, um, you know, if you enjoy like a, a dessert at the end of the day, or if you enjoy having a, a glass of wine with dinner or an, a, dr- a drink at the end of the day or coffee in the morning, if you can mm-hmm. give that up, good for you. But it's like, look at those things and say, yeah, these are luxuries. These are small celebrations, 
I'm going to give them up during Lent. Right. And it's like, oh, so you're giving up 10 things. It's like, no, it's like it's more than giving things up. But if it's some legalistic approach, it's like entering into the season. This exactly. is a season where these little things are not part of my day to day life because I'm trying to live a life of fasting. Right. And, and then guess what happens on Easter? It's like the best because you get you don't feel any like <laughs> compunction at all to saying, like, I'm just going to eat peeps and chocolate today. And, you know, <laughs> it is a gratin and, and lamb and, and whatever else it is that I like. I'm going to eat today and I'm going to do that. And why wouldn't I? Because this is the day when we celebrate Christ's triumph over death. Yeah, exactly. And that we do so in a particularly human way. Yeah. Um, and, and that is how we're made. That's what we're made for. Like this, this life of feasting and, 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 and fasting and, and, and entering into to that experience. Um, well, so, I mean, there are, there are actually just on a practical way. I know there are a bunch of books about like, suggestions and ideas and blogs and stuff like that for how to do this. So um, maybe Google that out. Like if you're interested sure. in, in learning more, like, I mean, know, if you uh, want to do something like that, same Monica thing, which is awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. Was so, there are so other, cool. other feast traditions on certain saints days that are, most of them are like from Italy or France or something where they, <laughs> you know, they, where they have the high kind of history culture, but there are other days that have things associated and you can be creative, right? I don't know. Like uh, if uh, I'm trying to think of, of something fun that you do on a saint day, you know, your patron saint is St. Ambrose. So yeah. I don't know, you could have an Ambrose themed cake. I don't know what that would look like. I think, I think, I think I should just read out loud on St. Ambrose's <laughs> feast day because St. Augustine says like he was, or no, read, read quietly, read quietly. Read quietly Saint, yeah. St. Augustine was amazed that St. Ambrose read quietly, which also yeah. shows his superiority his, over St. Augustine. Superior, his you know. super intellect, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, but no, I, yeah, like look at look at the lives of the saint. Know something about them and say, yeah, maybe we indulge this today, right? What is yeah. Ambrose a patron saint of? Uh, patron saint of beekeepers. So, so uh, have some honey, right? Have some like honey make on honey, like whatever. Day. That yeah. makes sense, right? And that's fun. And if you do that for your kids, they're going to remember we celebrate these people in a way that conforms to their life because they're human beings like us. And Christ exactly. glorified this aspect of it. Like that's very cool and that's very fun and it's built in. And we just, yeah. it's not just the only, you know, Never to minimize going to mass. It's super, it's super important. It's how we worship. And you want to ultimately get to that point. But if, if you take your kids to mass in the morning and then you have a party in the afternoon, they're going to probably have good associations with mass that help them pick up that, that habit faster instead of like, you know, regretting the saints days. Cause they, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like they, they got to get all dressed up and put on their good clothes and stuff. And kids don't love doing that necessarily <laughs> unless they're like St. Therese. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just think it's a really good way to go. Good. Well, hopefully more of our listeners will start getting into celebrating uh, celebrating these feast days well. Thank you, Father Alec, for joining us for this. If you'd like to listen to other great Catholic podcasts, find us at catholicbytespodcast.com or on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Or Spotify, too. Uh, thank you, and <laughs> God bless you.